Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. This week, I am not going to talk about Marvel Snap, because that game is trash. Pure trash. <laughs> but I am going to talk about Dead Island 2. Spoiler alert, it's also trash, kinda. And Brian's going to talk about Horizon Burning Shores and Redfall, and we're going to give our first impressions of the Gran Turismo movie trailer alongside some other news. But before we get to all that, if you find uh, if you want to find all the places you can listen to the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network has a Patreon. Patreon supports all our shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks to Jason K, Tom Z, David O, Alan K, and Corey Z for the contributions. One of the perks to join the Patreon is to get early access to our bonus episodes that we call Side Quests. Side Quests are where we veer off outside the realm of video games into food, beverages, movies, TV, and more. Join our Patreon to get those episodes a week early or wait around, and they will show up in the normal feed on our off weeks. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Alex, any bumpers for the network? No. <laughs> Zero. Great. <laughs> no, uh, I I hope the horror movie Urban boys get back to it soon. Um, yeah, they're gonna have to because uh, we're well, we're gonna be taking a break for a week or so at least. Well, we'll uh, we'll maybe maybe as you uh, take some some paternity leave, we'll try and drum some stuff up. I heard uh, uh, Nick and and Gojo would like to talk about co op game experiences. Okay. Um, which I think would be a fun uh, aside or, or you know, uh, guest episode. And uh, I still have been meaning to see if Willie has picked up Resident Evil 4 or not, because I think it'd be fun to talk to him about that after I finish it, and we can talk about kind of the original versus the new. Um, so there's a couple things that we might figure out, and hopefully uh, when people are settled into their new normals we can kind of get back to more regular stuff but yeah i do think we'll be doing some um special type of programming uh in the near future and you know i no uh no hard feelings to anybody on the patreon if you choose to reduce or eliminate your contribution while we are figuring out what we want to do uh might 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 be a good time to do that now but uh, hopefully you enjoy what we do and continue supporting us, and we will uh, do our best to bring you content that you want to listen to. So, um, yeah, Alex may not have hard feelings. I might. I tend to hold grudges. <laughs> um, but I'll That's try. That's why I don't to. tell John when the numbers <clears throat> drop. Yeah. <laughs> also, John really has his intro down and doesn't want to have to drop names off of it true so probably accidentally say them anyways for several weeks afterwards because that's just it gets ingrained in the memory yep um we did get some feedback briefly if we want to hit that yeah from let's our do friend it. Alan. Right at the top sure uh he emailed us and said hello gentlemen if you could have any game have a remake or remaster what would it be i would love to see the matrix path of neo I've also never played Zelda. Where should I start? Seeing as I have full emulation capabilities. That's from Alan. Um, <clears throat> I've never played The Matrix Path of Neo. That was a game that came out late PS2, um, Xbox era. It was GameCube uh, too, wasn't it? 
I think so. It was after Enter the Matrix, but it was a game where you actually played as Neo through the path of the three movies, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, I never played it, but I always wanted to. I think I bought a copy of it. Yeah, I did buy a copy of it eventually. Honestly, I think it was probably like last year when I was in one of my, oh my God, it's hard to get games that are old now, uh, moods. Um that comes and goes, but I, yeah, I, I feel like it would probably be pretty sweet if they made a matrix game in unreal engine five, like they did that tech demo. Um, I'd be down to see that. Or just, you know, start releasing games in unreal engine (laughs) five in general. True. Yes. (laughs) Um, we do. So uh, I'll start with the Zelda first as maybe you guys think of games you want to see remade. Um, Zelda wise, I think honestly for me, a good on-ramp is Link to the Past, which is the Super Nintendo title. I think if you enjoy Link to the Past, there's a lot to enjoy that comes after it, and you may or may not enjoy what came before it. Um, some people hold it as a golden standard, but Ocarina of Time is also like a massive golden standard for people. And I think, for me personally, if you're able to do pixel graphics, Link to the Past is a great place to start. If not... Ocarina of Time's a good place to start. And other than that, like, I think you could jump in with Breath of the Wild. It's a very different shift for the entire series. I don't know that if you love, if you love Breath of the Wild, whether or not you would love the things that came before it as much. Um, but you'll certainly get more of it on May 12th when um, Tears of the Kingdom comes out. Because... I somehow remembered the title of the new Zelda game that comes out in two weeks. So that's kind of my two cents. I don't know if either of you have any other Zelda thoughts. I mean, which what is Link to the Past was the Super Nintendo one? Yeah. What was Link's the one that came out on, on Game Boy, the first Game Boy one? Link's, Link's Awakening, Awakening is the Game Boy one. That's a great they one. Did, they I did remember that being very awesome. Speaking of remakes, there's a remake of it on the Switch, which is good. It would probably perform a lot better on, say, an emulation version of the game. Yeah. Um, um, but I still think, like, you know, Link to the Past, if you do pixel graphics, very good. Yeah, Link's Awakening and Link to... Link and the Link to... What is it? Link to the Past? A yeah. Link to the wow. Past, yeah. The, total <laughs> just brain fart moment there uh both those two games are great i i tried to get into wind waker and i couldn't do it mm. i don't remember exactly why other than i think i was kind of phasing out of my gamecube phase at that point and moving into more um xbox 360 when i started playing that mm. um and then I like like anything Nintendo 64. Mm. I really don't care what good things anybody has to say about the Nintendo 64 because <laughs> pretty much every game that came out on that system was trash except for Turok 2. <laughs> mm, no, but okay. I, I really like I don't Ocarina think they would hold up too well. I don't know. I I have a problem with old like early gen 3d games like stuff that was on ps1 later on ps2 and n64 i just feel like they've not aged well but for even, sure 
so PS1 was 32-bit, N64 was clearly 64-bit. PS1, no, no, no. Like, PS, PS1 doesn't operate in, like, the bit system. I don't think that makes a ton of... All right, well, any, forget the bits. The thing I was yeah. going to get at is the fact that, like, I think the N64 was, like, the first thing that had some form of, like, anti-aliasing, and they put it on every game so heavily... It didn't matter that it was like a, a better quality system. The anti-aliasing that they involved was so bad it made every game look blurry and dull. Um, I specifically remember that being that way. Uh, but I just I th- I think also like the library of games for that system was just not great at all. And when you have to stand up next to PlayStation One, which was a fucking monster of a launch for Sony into the gaming world. You really, it's no contest. Like it's hard to keep up with that, but back to legend of Zelda. Uh, I don't care about the N64 stuff. That's all I was getting at. I still like Ocarina of time, but if you could emulate the 3ds version of Ocarina of time, it's got a little bit of a graphical boost. So there you go. I did dabble in ocarina of time and it did seem like a solid game back in the day but um i didn't own the n64 i was playing on so i didn't really get too deep into it yeah um yeah i don't know the original legend of zelda i feel like is a good spot to start in my opinion if you're gonna go 2d see where it all began but um I personally, I would probably go with Breath of the Wild. Yeah, to dive in. I just feel like it's just such a solid game. I do find it hard to go back to games from like before PS3 at this point without having nostalgia to draw on with how much I love it. Like if it's if I don't have the nostalgia there, it can be hard for me to to want to pick up something new in that vein. Um, but remakes, I think remake wise, there's, there's a lot of stuff out there, but I do think what Brian was saying about like this particular era of PlayStation one and, um, and Nintendo 64 is like the graphics are bad enough, but the games are modern enough that like remakes make a lot of sense for that. And that's why, um, uh, you know, the, seeing some of these Resident Evils being remade, the Resident Evil 2 remake made a lot of sense because you updated the graphics and the gameplay was kind of just modern enough, but also, you know, they translated it quite a bit too. I think, um, so to me, honestly, like there's been, it doesn't need to happen, but if they could somehow pull off a Metal Gear Solid remake that I don't hate for other reasons... I would be very excited about that because I remember the tears that came out of my eyes when you go back to Shadow Moses Island and Metal Gear Solid 4 on the PlayStation 3 and I want those tears back again because that would be awesome. So you're not looking for any story change. You're looking for purely like just updated graphics, like using the modern whatever engine Kojima used in... in, uh the last one make it an unreal i don't really give a shit if they use fox engine or not but like i I think if they 
Yeah, like they don't need to change the story. They could maybe have people re-record lines because I'm sure the audio from that time probably didn't survive or something like that. Um, gameplay doesn't need to change, yeah, but maybe no, they Konami could make some just recycled changes. all those sound bits for like their pachinko machines and stuff. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure the speakers that are in those machines are <laughs> about the, the same quality as you yeah, had those, in the PlayStation those, era. Uh, those bit crushed like <laughs> Sneku. <laughs> I want a cigarette, or whatever he says. I don't something about wanting a cigarette. I don't know. <clears throat> but um, I think Metal Gear would be cool. I think uh, uh, God, there was something else that was just right at the tip of my mind in that same era. Um, that I think would be good. But Metal Gear's one where it's kind of like I feel like the game would be could be really really good if they're faithful enough to your memory of the game a lot like something like Resident Evil 4 and you know in some ways the Final Fantasy 7 remake it's a little bit more of like a risk like the Final Fantasy 7 remake um in my opinion but yeah i don't know it's uh like i said i don't need it to be remade i can still go back and play that game but i feel like there are a lot of people that would discover how genius that game was that didn't play it back in the day um, if it had a new coat of paint on it. Yeah. Brian, what about you? I mean, I would try Metal Gear Solid if they redid it because I never experienced it the first time. So, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I feel like I would have to sit down and really think about this. Like I did read this email <laughs> earlier in the week and then I forgot to sit down and actually think about this subject. Mm. But um, just reading about like the new uh, Star Wars game that came out and all the uh, Jedi Survivor. Survivor. Um, that made me think back to some Star Wars games I would like to see remade, actually. Hmm. Um, I think they could do the Dark Forces games, since there are no Star Wars FPSs, really. Well, and, Battlefront 2, but... Yeah, but I mean, good <clears throat> single-player-based Star, War- <laughs> Star Wars games. My bad. Fair point. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of... Yeah, a lot of... Uh, multiplayer ones and they did have a campaign in battlefront too but whatever yeah um yeah dark forces like jedi knight jedi knight 2 all those games yeah i think dark forces is sick they've aged pretty poorly graphically um but they i feel they could remake them without changing them too much they'd still be fun probably shadows of the empire as well It'd be a the good N64 one. Sixty four game. I know they did the uh, newer, um, what the hell was it called? Rogue Squadron was it? Rogue. The well, Squadrons the, was the new squ- Squadrons. Game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They did that game, which was very much in the spirit of X Wing and Tie Fighter and those mm-hmm. games. But I would like to just see those old games remade. With be cool. like that engine, maybe, and a few more graphical flourishes, because they had really awesome campaigns, and they were a bit more in depth on the uh, 
simulator side as far as like the, all the various controls of the ships went. Yeah. Um, TIE Fighter in particular had a really good narrative and had a good side narrative that you could explore as well. Um, kind of like a secret order of pilots that only flew for the Emperor specifically. Nice. And that was really cool. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of games. I'd really have to think about it. That's just off That's the top fair. of my head. What about you, John? Any remakes? So, in terms of a remaster, if they took Symphony of the Night and they did it in like a cel-shaded anime style, like the actual anime is, but it was the exact same game, literally just polishing the art to look like a cartoon, perfect. Same OG music, bad sound samples. Yeah, don't don't change the music. <laughs> like, I want I want the same voiceover. You steal men's souls and make them your slaves. <laughs> I want all of it, all that stuff. That'd be um, sick. But just make it look pretty. That yep. that would be awesome. That's that's like the remaster. I would like to see now. The remake. I would like to see. There's a couple. Uh, I want to see the game Oni remade hmm. with modern technology and awesomeness. Because I remember that being a very cool third-person action game. It was pretty cool. Um, made by like Rockstar and Bungie or something like that back in the day. Bungie West, yes, and Take um, Two Interactive. And I would also like to see the game Messiah recreated because Ooh. I remember that being a lot of fun. It was a PC game. You play as this little cherub dude that can like possess other beings, like to use their abilities to either pummel other enemies to death or to solve puzzles and things. It just seems like a very modern game. It was very ahead of its time, I think. Um, and then just with the way modern gaming systems work with their faster loading times and all of that crazy shit, uh, Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver, like those those games had this like realm shifting technology where it didn't have loading screens ever that I would like to see that remade to look all pretty in modern technology and they can change the gameplay if they want they can actually like remake it it doesn't have to be the same game because I remember it being kind of clunky but seeing that more pretty like with modern loading technique to, to make it seamless and, and fun and fast would be cool. Um, and then there was something else that now I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, th and this is, this is going to be divisive to some extent. But I think some form of like Sweet Coden remake... Because base, because babe, no, I'm not talking a remaster. I'm talking like a yeah. remake because base building is so big now, and it didn't play a huge part in the original game. It was just like a cool thing that you got. Like it was like the first time in like an RPG where like you had a base and you had like 108 characters to collect and then put in your base and then be able to choose them to like form your party to go out and adventure with. Um, something like that would be cool. I think. Um, and yeah, then I don't know I if know, I want that exactly, but because they I'll they just <laughs> I mean not not too long ago, but they remastered Onimusha, which was a PlayStation Two exclusive, and it's on everything now. And they kind of redid it in like a 
kind of weird hokey way um so i i feel like the only musha games would be interesting if they didn't do them that i don't know like oh you know what you know what i have a i have an answer that you'll agree with okay zone of the unders oh 100 percent. yeah just give me a new zone of the unders it doesn't need to be a remake just restart the franchise. Yeah, just start it over from the beginning and have yep. it make sense so people can understand the story. Give me beautiful mechs. But that was Kojima too, wasn't it? Like It was Kojima. Yeah, that's why it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> really, Sony just needs to buy Konami right? so that they can give all of Kojima's properties back to him for PlayStation exclusives. There you go. Billion dollar idea, Sony. Do it. Yep. Just do it. Well, thank you, Alan, for your feedback and question. We appreciate it very much. Uh, let us know how you uh, find Zelda if you do uh, if you do dip a toe in the Zelda arena. Yep. Uh, shall we do some what we've been playing? Yes. What are you playing on your Xbox or on your PlayStation? Or on your Nintendo Switch, what you've been playing. All right. Here we are. Who wants to start? I've played nothing new. I've played more Resident Evil 4 Remake. Not a whole lot of it. Hope I can finish it before Zelda destroys my life. Uh, I can start because I have probably less to talk about. Sure. Um, sure. Marvel Snap sucks. <laughs> You said you weren't going to talk about it. That's all I'm going to say about that. And then I'm going to get into Dead Island. So Dead Island 2, I picked it up. I bought it digitally on PS5 uh, on launch day. I've had 10 or so hours to play it because uh, when you try to change a toddler sleeping program to a toddler bed as opposed to a crib, they kind of don't want to stay in bed. Uh, And just like right now, I was just told that she opened the door. And she's standing at the gate at her door singing. So not uh, not sleeping like she's supposed to be. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, in the intro, I mentioned that this game is trash. And it kind of is trash, but it's not really trash. And I say that it's kind of trash because ultimately it's just so bland. Mm. It's like... It's like being really, really excited to go to, let's say, Five Guys Burgers and Fries, right? Because they've got a really tasty burger, and you order up some fries, and you ask for them extra crispy, and they serve them up to you, and they forgot to salt them, and they're the floppy, gross, squishy fries. You know, they're just bland-ass potato. That's this game. It is the Five Guys Burger and Fries fries of video games. Um, it's just, you know, for a a game that the, the original was a lot of fun. The mechanics of like drop kicking zombies is great. Like that is always enjoyable and hilarious, but in a game where you want in, 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 in an era of technology with gaming, where you want to have the ability to just like hinder limbs, you know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of just seems random. Like, I'm not, like, if I I picked up, like, a machete thing, right, and I was hacking at the zombie and clearly hitting it on its arm and stuff, and, like, it doesn't just chop its arm off. Like, why? Like, why why can't I dismember these zombies? 
Wasn't the special thing about the original one that you could, like, kind of use the analog sticks to actually, like, guide your slice? Yeah, sort of. Something, I, I don't, it was honestly so long ago that I played the original, <laughs> but it, like, there was something along those lines where, like, it was, it was much more analog of a, of a game, and, like, combat was not, um, it, it was, it was, it wasn't flashy, but it was. It like felt like you had an impact. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense, but in this one, it just feels. I feel like I'm just button mashing, and it doesn't really do anything. I'm just trying to like kill the zombie as fast as I can to get back to whatever fetch quest they put me on. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so it just doesn't. It doesn't have any substance to it. It is very bland and boring, and that sucks because it's gorgeous. It is one of the most beautiful games I feel like I've ever seen. I know, I realize I say that like every single time <laughs> like we talk about a new game, I'm like, it's the greatest looking game I've ever seen. Luckily, we're in an era where technology seems to be like kind of just like snowballing down a hill and collecting mm-hmm. and getting better. That's awesome. But yeah, I mean, you can, when I'm swinging at the zombies, like not doing enough damage, I can see the pores in the skin of the character. That's fucking crazy. Like, so it's just yeah it's very it's just very bland and I like I don't really care for the LA like setting I would you know if you're not going to allow me to actually have In-N-Out Burger then I'm not really <laughs> interested in being in LA so it's I don't um think they have the fresh beef anymore yeah it's I don't know it, it's just whatever the story is your standard zombie thing like somehow your character is immune to the zombie thing and he's got to save everybody else kind of bullshit. And I say he, cause I'm playing as a male character, but there are five characters to choose from and or maybe six. Does I don't it remember. affect anything? Yeah. They have different abilities. Like each character has like a different set of like stats that, you know, like the character I'm playing as is like stronger, but slower. And he's like a fireman. So like he can definitely like pack a wallop when you throw you give him like a big sledgehammer or something but like he's slow to move and um you get these different cards to swap into your skill sets to like give you different abilities and things like uh if you are in a if you're surrounded by zombies and you like do a, a specific attack type it uh you know does a quick burst that knocks zombies back or something like that you know things like that so um I haven't really, again, I've only played for 10 or so hours. I haven't really dived too deep into the skill system. It doesn't seem very elaborate, but every character does have like a set of like really special, unique skills that I really haven't gotten anywhere near. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I can't recommend anybody buy this game like right now, but you know, in, in the future, if it's on sale for like five to $10, like by all means, wow. like, knock, knock yourself out. Like <laughs> definitely not worth the 70 I paid for it. Like, I feel like I really got, I really got, uh, taken to the cleaner on this one. Damn. So as far as recent zombie games go, dying light two is definitely something I should buy over dead Island too. A hundred, a hundred percent. Yeah, Absolutely. Everything about everything about Dying Light Two is is like it's it's everything you want in Dead Island Two. Like it's 
the action feels better. The controls feel more fluid. Like, uh, the, the weapons are more interesting cause you're building all kinds of crazy things out of like garbage and shit. Like it's just, yeah, it's, it's, uh, plus there's, you can have stealth attacks, which is something that, uh, that isn't in dead Island. Like I can't stealth attack a zombie by creeping up on it from behind and like smug, like smothering it and like mm. breaking its neck. Instead of that, as soon as I get close enough to the zombie, it, like, notices me and turns around and attacks me. Like, that's stupid. Uh, like, why do I not have a stealth attack of well, some sort? Well, I feel your pain in my recent experiences that I will talk about soon. Yeah, I, I think the... I was just going to say, the crazy thing is that, like, Dying Light was made by Techland, and they're the original makers of Dead Island. Yes. And so, you know, it it seems like the Dead Island, like Dead Island 2, Dead, the original Dead Island came out in 2011. And Dead Island 2 comes out in 2023. 12-year gap. There's something like five or six developers that worked on the game in that time. And so, you know, I think they just wonder how much they were kind of pushing along a corpse that needed to just be left to lie where it was the, the island really died in that amount of yeah. time yep uh and is la like an island i don't know anyway that, yeah that's another thing that doesn't quite like what <laughs> there are islands near there i guess near there yeah maybe maybe it's know. the post uh post uh global warming future where california has sloughed off of the side of the continent or something yeah, I just in terms of like overall zombie games, if you're looking for a zombie game with great fluid feeling fun gameplay, Dying Light is absolutely that. The first one and the second one, 100%. If you're looking for a game that's zombie related and has a great story, then you should be playing The Last of Us 1 and 2. If you're looking for a game that isn't that fun and has like not much playability and just looks pretty then dead island 2 is exactly where it's at playability period not replayability just general playability yeah (laughs) if you're looking for way more realism in your zombie game try project zomboid on steam that's still in early access because that game's pretty wild i thought you were gonna say zombie u for the wii u (laughs) <laughs> no that's the game where you have to use the wii u pad to look in your backpack and it doesn't pause what's happening on the tv so you gotta watch your back where you're going through your backpack yeah that sounds terrible yeah anyway uh brian what have you been playing <laughs> well both of the newer things i tried a bit of relate somewhat to what john played because the Burning Shores DLC for Horizon Forbidden West takes place in L.A., or what's left of it, and it actually... Spoiler alert! <laughs> the ocean has risen, slash the terrain has changed over thousands of years, and um, there are actually islands. Wow. So... There you go. There's your dead islands for you. All right. In L.A. <laughs> um <laughs> So, to transition myself from playing a bunch of God of War, Ragnarok, I and I 
it's to transition into playing horizon, which is a totally different third person action game feel. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I started playing like missions, side missions that I had not finished in the original game. Um, well, the original forbidden West and, um, realized that I was definitely very out of practice. However, the controls come back to you pretty quick. Um, but being able to deal with all the advanced tactics and remembering which weapons work well f- against what creatures and stuff without looking at the notepad is, uh, difficult. Difficult. Yeah. Um, so I played around with that for a while and finally I realized it was going to take me another 10 or more hours to finish all the other extra stuff I had left. So I just went to the burning shores and started that, but I only did a couple side quests and made my way to where the new story starts. Um, I will say though, it does immediately look better. I mean, Forbidden West yeah. already looked awesome playing on PS5. Like it had a few extra flourishes to it and like uh the high frame rate performance rip, uh, mode versus the PS4 version, but the DLC is PS5 only and you can tell like it looks a lot sharper and like the clouds look cooler, the water effects are better. Um, so that's kind of neat, but overall, I mean, same game, there's a bunch of new weapons, new enemies. I'm curious to see where the story goes. It, it's something that further sets up for the sequel that is officially in the works now. I mean, everybody assumed it was, but they announced recently that they're definitely working on it. Yeah, so, yeah. Does it pick up right after the yeah story from the main game? Okay. Yeah, I think I did hear that you need to have completed the story of the base game in order to even start the DLC. He, this is true. You have to okay. be, like, a minimum level, like, 30-something, okay. I think. Um, yeah, the the very beginning of it, this isn't really much of a spoiler other than, like... I mean, you'd have to play five minutes of the DLC to find this out, but you talk to Silence about going to the Burning Shores, and that was a very sad moment because it's Lance Reddick and his voice, and it's just it's a bummer. Yeah. Because I guess he apparently was supposed to be a big part of the uh, sequel that they're working on, but we'll see how that works out now. Yeah. Um... They'll just get Troy Baker to do it. <laughs> I think you made the same <laughs> joke <laughs> a couple weeks ago. <laughs> it's still funny to me. <laughs> hey, maybe we should uh, get Troy Baker to do it. Let's see, it doesn't work as well when I do it. <laughs> well, not after I just said it. <laughs> what, did, what did you expect? Oh, uh, boy. Anyways, you know the they should thing... get they should get Troy Baker to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. Oh boy. All right. The other game I 
started to play a little bit of today is Redfall, which honestly unlocked, I think, at 8 o'clock last night, Eastern Time at least. So it's not like I really had a chance to play much. But um, I played 45 minutes. Yes, it is. Why don't you describe it then? Real quick. All right, well, I, I, I drink I'll some say water. It's the latest from Arcane, the people who did Deathloop and the Dishonored games. Um, and they uh, it's out on Xbox Game Pass as well as Xbox and PC. And um and it's a it's set and like it's a it's meant to be played co op, but can be played single player. And you are uh your vampire hunter people. Right? Yes. Sort of. The Kinda. setup is Redfall is a fictional town slash island in New England somewhere. Mm. And uh, it gets overrun by vampires. There's like a vampire outbreak, basically. Three vampires by... come to town and they... No, it's Take kind over. of like a scientific experiment gone wrong. Mm. And then all of a sudden there's vampires everywhere. And then they kind of close the town off to the outside world and trap everyone there. And uh, you can play one of four different predetermined characters and they have their own abilities and I assume skill trees. Um and uh, I don't really know if that changes the beginning of the game any or not. But uh, yeah, I just kind of picked one that looked cool to me. And you, I started out on a uh, ferry that was attempting to escape before it got trapped. And that you kind of wake up and then you go to... Like a firehouse, which is like your first safe house. And that, I'm not really spoiling anything because that's like the tutorial in the game. And it teaches you a couple things along the way. One of them I quickly found out, which is the callback to when I told John I can feel his pain about not being able to do stealth kills. Because I tried to, it tells you to be, you could be stealthy or you can just kill everybody. What it doesn't tell you is, unlike every other fucking arcane game I've ever played, you can't sneak up behind someone and just, like, kill them. Quietly. With, like, a button press? Yeah, like, yeah. there's no uh, snap neck or choke hold or stab in throat button or anything. There's no s- stealth kill from behind, at least yet. Maybe there will be later on. Yeah, maybe it's on the skill tree. <laughs> I sure hope so, because playing a game of theirs without that is going to feel really weird. Yeah, um, that's rough. Because overall, it feels like an arcane game at first, a little bit jankier than their last few that I've played. Especially Death Deathloop felt really polished. Um, it definitely feels jankier than Deathloop. But... um it still feels like one of their games. Like, I mean, it's kind of got that stylized uh, look to it. Like, uh, 
probably Death closer Loop. to like Dishonored than Deathloop oh, because okay. they're trying to save some performance because it's kind of open world. Mm. Um, doesn't look as good as Deathloop, to be honest. Hmm. But um, it's not bad looking. Just doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't have too many opinions about it so far, but it definitely seems like it would be more fun to play co-op than alone. And the dialogue and narrative elements so far are kind of lacking compared to their usual games. Although I, I didn't really care for Deathloop's narrative that much, but at least the dialogue was pretty snappy and pretty pretty decent, I guess. But uh, yeah, this game, I don't know about that whole element of it but i i guess i'm i'm curious to explore the 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 redfall town and all that because it looks pretty expansive and there's probably going to be a lot of hidden stuff and whatnot but i I am it's supposed to be pretty big right like yeah you can look at the map when you like after you do the tutorial and it shows you all the different zones but i also know from watching uh pre-release footage that there's like a like underworld kind of thing or like Mm. a different dimension or something you can go to that's cool so there should be quite a lot of content but i just don't know if it's gonna be up to the same level as their usual stuff like i feel like the tutorial is like, oh yeah, you have some choice in how you approach this, but it seemed very bland compared to what I'm used to, like using all the systems to completely break the game, basically, like you can in Deathloop and like system, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Dishonored and Prey. Prey especially, you could use all different approaches to things. Um, I, I just I worry even with 45 minutes into it, like that they've taken their formula and watered it down to try to fit it into a co-op game co-op mold. And I don't know if that's going to work very well, but like I said, there's probably fun to be had playing with other people. Hopefully, hopefully I can play with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping they just go back to single player games after this, though. <laughs> Some of Pray the uh, review scores and opinions that I've seen have kind of um, put me off of it a little bit, but I do have Game Pass. I feel like I should probably at least step in, check it out, and hopefully play a little bit of co op as well. But we'll see. All right. Is that what we've been playing? I guess so. Yeah, I. Other than more of the same stuff, Midnight Suns, I am pretty close to finishing. Like three to five hours, I would say I'll be done. Nice. So by next time, I'll definitely be done. And I am cool. done with Ragnarok, which we are going to talk about soon. Yes. All right, let's get into some patch notes. And now, Patch Notes with John, Brian, and Alex. 
So, I will start off today's patch notes with a bit of a bummer, for me at least, um, and maybe some of you out there listening, but uh, it was announced on April 27th that uh, Waypoint, which is Vice's um, website about video games, is going to come to an end on June 2nd. Um, and, you know, not directly game-related, but, it, I mean, certainly people that I listen to a lot as of late uh, about video games, because I always felt like they had very interesting discussions and things that you didn't normally hear on, like, your game spots and your giant bombs and things like that. Um, and they talked about a lot of games that you wouldn't normally hear about as well, in addition to having conversations that were different from them, but <sighs> it sucks what's happening to video games media. Um, I feel like this is kind of the flip of E3's disappearing, well, so is a lot of the normal standard video game media that you're used to reading. Um, Giant Bomb went through a lot of change in the last three years and is now in shambles as it has been sold for like the third time and there's like zero original members there at this point um and you know the fact that waypoint is just getting kind of shut down uh albeit they have a month to say goodbye which is more than most of these places get um it's just very sad to me to see them go and um they did a lot of great streams that are all up on youtube there's a lot of really great stories that are up on their website um, and you know, there's a lot of cool spinoff content and things that they did earlier on and, and currently and talking about movies and things like that, as well as video games. I just really enjoyed what they did and I'm very sad that they are done and, uh, you know, it's just, it's a bummer. Like they put out two, three hour podcasts every week and I always listen to both of them. They did a Monday and a Friday and they were usually like at least two hours long. So a whole lot of my listening schedule has opened up, um, and uh, I'm just sad that they will no longer be making stuff after uh, June 2nd. So pour one out for Waypoint, um, and go check out some of their stuff while you still can, because who knows how long it will stay on the internet once they get shut down. You don't expect those people to go to like a different platform or anything? You know, um, some of the Giant Bomb people spun off into Nextlander and made a Patreon, um, and I think they're doing fairly well, but I think they're also being somewhat eaten alive by healthcare costs, um, and that is some of what is making the Waypoint people reluctant to commit to something like that, but they did say that it's something that they're kind of discussing and trying to figure out, but honestly, like, I don't... I don't know that there's a lot of places for them to go, and I feel like every time something like this happens, another person or two that I really liked hearing from on a weekly basis ends up um, shifting and working in games rather than games media, you know? They're always looking for PR people or communications people that can, like, or community uh, manager type people that, you know, end up being a good fit for former games journalists. Right. Um and so that's, you know, and I guess some, some of the people can become like streamers in their own right. Um, which I think could be possible for some of the people at waypoint, but, uh, 
yeah, I don't know. I hope that there's a place that I'll continue to be able to listen to them either separately or together. Um, but I, it's kind of hard to say. I don't know that there's a whole lot of places to go. And sadly, the advent of things like ChatGPT is making it so that uh, bigger websites can churn out shitty content like the recipe blogs that you see that have massive fake stories at the front of them about how somebody's grandmother tripped on a subway once and found this recipe on how to make fucking footlong sandwiches for five dollars yeah exactly um so (laughs) that's like that's all the internet is basically going to become now that uh large uh learning large language learning models are a thing like chat gpt and uh yeah it's it's unfortunate that we've all uh that's the thing is we we've we've uh we've ushered in this era of like disinformation and you know false information and 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 just like people we, will we, believe we glimpsed the sliver of internet when it was good and it's gone and it has been for a while and yeah it's, it's never going to be good again and so um you know it's sad and uh and the death of Waypoint is only furthering that point, sadly. So, um, yeah. yeah if, if anybody, everything just dies off, and then we won't have to worry about it. If anybody <laughs> wants to listen to some interesting conversation around the large language models and AI and all of that stuff, and Chat GPT and whatnot, uh, the Hard Fork podcast um, from the New York Times is awesome. Yeah, and I, think, they, I think you mentioned that in a side quest, and I meant to check it out. So I need to. I'll go. And yeah, I don't. I don't remember. Right I just like the the more they talk about it, the more awesome it seems. Because they, I mean, they they uh, one of the guys was on Triple Click talking about like what it. Yeah, I think it was last last episode actually that we that we talked about it. But he was on Triple Click talking about how they can use these large language models in games to create like narrative experiences. Mm-hmm. for people where the the NPCs are able to like generate their own dialogue and responses and like understand things that happened in the world that you did that had an effect and be able to extrapolate on that. And uh, somebody I saw recently in, in, like modded chat GPT into Skyrim, I think was what I saw um, where the NPCs are able to have like completely generated dialogue with you as the player based off of the things that you've accomplished in the game, which is, absolutely insane like yeah that's cool um but but my point being that like (laughs) the uh like you said the internet is 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 as we knew it is dead Mm -hmm. it's all going to be just clickbait garbage false information generated by large language models and uh and you're going to see a whole slew of human beings have their lives just completely taken apart by ai (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah and that's absolutely the burn that's crazy personally yeah. yeah they i mean it's very obvious a lot of ai is used in sorting through resumes and such and i've gotten some incredibly swift rejections one yeah. today was 17 minutes after it was a job recommended to me by an AI from a job board site saying that I would be a good fit. And that was the only fucking reason I applied. 
Have you resorted to the uh, the um, invisible header, including all of the text from the uh, from the job posting in your resume situation? I don't know. I I might need to look into that because it's kind of bullshit. I, you just, I yeah, hear, no, you just gotta game a, the system, man. It's you an gotta urban game legend, it. kind of, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happens to be true at this point. No, it's, all this that's really how makes they, me think of that search engine optimization built yeah, into for a your resume. resume. Yeah, it's exactly what that is. It's it's you playing a game with getting a new job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this well, is like all to relevant to the Midwest games. Game I Nerds podcast. Don't want to actually <laughs> play a game with my life. Fair. Yeah, but um, if you could get paid to play games like this, <laughs> this all you just John, as you were saying, like as as you were saying what you're saying about the internet being or dying, uh, I it only makes me think of fucking Fight Club when they put up the billboard that says you can use mo. Did you know you can use motor oil to fertilize your lawn? <laughs> like that's all the internet is gonna be now. It's just fake yeah. fucking billboards. <laughs> <laughs> with terrible information on them. I mean, so. that's what it's been for the past eight years anyways. So how's uh, I mean, that any you, different? You could, you could find some good stuff here and there, but it, no, like the, the SEO bullshit that like chat GPT is going to enable is going to be bad. And, yeah. I mean, uh, the only thing that's enjoyable about the internet now is, is sifting through shorts on YouTube or TikTok or yeah. whatever, whatever <laughs> your chosen social media platform is using their short format, video option to just completely dopamine rush your brain from swiping (laughs) like that's the only thing the internet's good for anymore beyond that it's completely destroyed society yeah uh so uh enjoy that bleak outlook moving along sad uh but uh trailer dropped today for the gran turismo movie um, I think we did talk about it when it got announced, but this is a movie that is based on a true story about a Gran Turismo tournament that was held to uh, potentially bring players onto the actual racetrack. Um, and I know nothing about the actual story, but we did watch the trailer. And um, it's directed by Neil Blomkamp of District 9 fame and also Chappie and elysium uh and uh i don't he apparently owes sony quite a bit (laughs) i don't think uh i don't know it feels weird it feels like a weird commercial of a movie based off of this trailer yeah, no, it's the wizard for PS5 is what yeah. it is. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> Fuck. Polygon liked it, likened it to the uh, last Starfighter. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, just think about it. They just dropped this amazing VR technology and Gran Turismo is like the star game of this thing that everyone is raving about. Okay. And then they're like, hey, guys, we got this movie. It's got David Harbour in it, and uh, you're going to love it. Also, Orlando Bloom. And Orlando Bloom. (laughs) You know, Australian Justin Timberlake uh, is in it. It's going to be great. Was Jimon Hansu (laughs) the dad, too, I think? I don't even. Who's that? Uh, Papa Midnight from Constantine. (laughs) I don't even remember that, man. I'm going to have to rewatch Constantine, apparently. My namesake. (laughs) 
Jimon Hansu plays Steve Mardenborough in Gran Turismo. Yes, that is him. So, uh, no, I mean, it's there's there's some interesting casting choices here. Uh, the main star, I think, is a is a relatively um, uh, unknown guy. It looks like he was in Midsummer, but I don't know that he was anybody particularly um, big in that. But um, because the other dude from Chappie wasn't available or something, or too old. Who is it? Know. Dev Patel or whatever. Dev, yeah, no, I, yeah, he, he probably, yeah, I think Dev Patel's like he was like Neil. I'm gonna pass night. on this one. That last one didn't go so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Neil, I didn't like Chappie. Uh, yeah, I don't know. David Harbor seems fun, but he always does because he's David Harbor. Um. And uh, honestly, like, I don't know. I'll give it a shot, I guess. But, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I didn't realize it was going to be Neil Blomkamp. It looks like the Wikipedia is saying in 2015, Joe Kaczynski, who directed Tron Legacy and the recent uh, Top Gun Maverick, was set to direct the film, but it didn't move forward as of 2018. Um, which worked out for him because Top Gun Maverick was a massive movie. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Gran Turismo. What do you guys think? Are you excited for Gran Turismo? Honestly, yeah, go ahead. I wouldn't say I'm excited about it, but I am intrigued. Hmm. And I think the trailer looks pretty solid. I'd, I'd watch it for free. Like when it comes to streaming, yeah, I uh, I don't give a rat's ass about it. Um, <laughs> I honestly don't give a rat's ass about any movies coming out at all anymore. I don't have the mental capacity to handle watching a movie anymore. It's gone. I can't do it. I can't sit and watch a movie for more. I can't watch television for more than like forty five minutes now. I haven't been able to bring myself to start The Mandalorian season three, <laughs> so. See, I can I can handle TV shows, you know. Yeah. See, now that you have to binge it to get through it, it's going to be hard. But if you would have just yep. watched the episode to episode, it probably would have been fine. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I can't. Like, I don't even remember. I tried watching Uncut Gems. I tried watching all these all these movies. Everybody was like, "Oh, Uncut it's so Gems good. is like a that's a specific kind of torture, though. Like the sound design in that movie makes it like annoying to watch in a lot of ways. But that's so the thing is like there, there's all this specific. stuff. All these TV shows and movies and things that ever was like this stuff's amazing. You got to watch it, and I like sit down to watch it. I'm like, I cannot do this like yeah. anymore. The last time I binged a show was The Bear, and that's because it was about food. Yeah, I think we <laughs> finished it. that in one evening because it was so short. Yeah, it took me three days, I think, because I watched like two episodes a night or whatever. Like, yeah. but that's on our list of things to watch along with. So many you still TV haven't shows. watched The Bear? No, I need to. That's yeah, that's a I good know. one, man. There uh this the writers from that I believe are currently striking um because of the writer strike happening because ChatGPT is ruining the movie and in, in uh television industry too. So, yeah. thanks fucking robots. Thanks Skynet. They might as well just actually make the terminators and just obliterate humanity, right? I mean, we brought this upon ourselves. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's like Ultron, Age of Ultron. I'll just decide that the only way to protect humanity is to destroy it. Well, there there was that one dude from Google who uh, was let go because he said the AI was sentient. Yeah. 
<laughs> he was yeah. he was promptly silenced and fired. <laughs> yep. So yep. he may be onto something. <laughs> That's fine. That's good. Just release the T one thousands and you know start the eighties yeah. eighties sci fi war. Let him rip. Uh, but I think that's it for patch notes. Wow. Now that we've wrapped up that bleak conversation <laughs> about the end of humanity. <laughs> if uh, if you want to see all the places you can listen to the show, you can check out midwestgamers.com slash links. Chat GPT. I'm going to have it write my intro next time around. We'll see how that goes. I did. I actually. Uh, I did play I with Bard. You did I, I have. Script. I did Bard. I I played yeah. with Bard for a second, which is Google's large language model, and I had it write me an intro, and it was bad. It was. It was not great. We're going to talk about the future of video games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or something like that. It was not good. Nice. Um, oh, holy cow! That was a big yawn. You can leave that in if you want. Um. <laughs> <laughs> The Midwest Podcast Network has a Patreon. Patreon supports all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month. Help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks to JCK, Tom Z, David O, Alan K, and Corey Z for the contributions again. One one of the perks to join the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call Side Quests. Side Quests are where we veer off outside the realm of video games into food, beverages, movies, TV, and more. Join our Patreon. Get those episodes a week early. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. There are a lot of games coming out soon here, so hopefully we will, we will have plenty more to uh, discuss with everyone. So uh, until next time, peace. What is wrong with this fucking thing? User error. It's not user error. It's a fucking glitch. It's a glitch in the beep tricks. If we did podcast titles, I would do that. That'll be the name of the side quest. It worked that time? Yeah. So weird. It always does. The third one's usually fine, too. Like, the final one. I don't know. Anyway, anybody need a break? Did you get it? <laughs> As yeah. I pulled it up, it was You're the only one. one who normally has problems getting it. <laughs> well, he just put his phone up to the fucking mic it was, when it was beeping, so I wasn't close. sure if it registered. I think we're good. Yeah, I have a problem reading your mind as to when you you decide you're going to pull it up. <laughs> and, uh, and then my what phone you, just says a problem. You said not pull needed. up the beep, so I pulled it up, like, just then. Okay. <laughs>